0: I got it. Welcome to episode 115 of Auto Off Topic. What's up, Brad? Nothing. What's going on with you, sir? Oh, just the usual. We're here recording as usual. We have a
1: problem tonight, though.
0: What's that? I don't
1: know how we're going to talk about project car updates without bringing up the weather.
0: We don't have to bring up the weather.
1: So we're just going to bring up our project car updates, which are sad, terrible, awful updates, because we decided just to do what we did because we felt like it?
0: I mean... We had to put stuff away. So I put my town on some wheel dollies. Hold on. We need to stop. What? Time for project car updates. This is a project car update. I know, but
1: nobody said it. you didn't say that. Oh. You just went into it. I don't want confuse the people. I feel like I said it before.
0: But we'll roll with it. I feel
1: like our audience is smart enough to know what we're talking about without I us think they do. talking about it. I
0: think they do. Most likely they're all smart enough And us. we posted about it. So That's I true. A, I put the town on some wheel dollies to give me Give myself some more room in the garage to get my snowblower out. Um, Weather talk with Andrew. Snow, snow, snow. Pushed it up into the corner. The car, not the the car. Yeah. I wish I could throw the snowblower in the corner and never use it again. I mean, you can. um, You just have a lot of snow in your yard. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen to you complaining about a snowblower. I don't even have a snowblower, Andrew. I have to
1: shovel by hand.
0: Oh, so analog of you.
1: And I live in a place that gets more snow than you do, even though it's only like 20 miles away.
0: You get a lot of snow here. I have a bigger property.
1: Oh. Humble brag.
0: <laughs> weird flex, but
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a weird flex. That's a common flex. I own more property than you do, sir. Oh, okay. That's all anybody ever looks for in life. Yeah. <laughs> own more property. Hey, guys. Totally uh,
0: normal flex, I own, you're a dick. I own a snowblower. Because that's a mark of a good you, homeowner. You've made it, sir. Ugh, whatever. Yeah, then I threw um threw the snows on the Galant, too, just so I don't store it all winter on the summer tires. And you threw bottom. the snow
1: tires on the Galant. Yeah. Not you used the snow blower <laughs> to throw the snow on the Galant.
0: I felt like I was using slang for snows or winter tires. I think people would got it. I'm sure. I'm just being, being very pedantic. We had way too many beers before podcast tonight. I think is the problem. So my stuff's all put away. I put the winter tires on my wife's car, which is a bummer because now it has the stock wheels on it again, so it looks like every other khaki blue Crosstrek. I don't uh,
1: recognize her immediately because of the wheels anymore.
0: Nope. Uh, Helped my dad put the winter tires on all their vehicles the other weekend. Like, my back was killing me, but Whatever. Yeah, I don't have to deal with it now. They're all set
1: good son and which is good because I put these summers on this past year. So I'm glad that you were there to help yeah. parents out instead of being away wherever you were last time.
0: Um, but we have some updates and down dates on the usual fleet. So the Montero I was driving to work last week. Uh, we didn't talk about it last week's episode because we had Mercedes and a Leeson of the too. Rebel, yeah. the Rebel Rally. Yep. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to episode 114. It's really worth a listen. I cannot stress it enough. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it was a really fun show. Mostly because we weren't the ones talking. Exactly. (laughs) So, if you're sick of listening to us and you somehow made it to 115, go back to 114 and make sure you listen to that uh, in case you missed it. So, the Montero front, (laughs) yeah, the front driver's side caliper decided to lock up. Excellent. They're, like I don't know what it is with me and brakes this year.
1: Yeah, you put calipers in everything this year, pretty much.
0: Everything, yeah. Excellent. Other
1: than your wife's brand new car, yeah.
0: Nope. All four cars that are directly mine mm-hmm. have gotten new brakes this year, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Well, probably it must have just been time. I I don't know. It just was, and and the uh, I was looking at the Subaru today, my WRX, when I put the winter tires on. Um, it needs rear brakes. There's like two millimeters on the pad.
1: Yeah, they're pretty, pretty, pretty thin.
0: So, I guess I got my money's worth out of them. Uh, so I'll be doing that in a couple weeks. Because at least it's a manual. You don't really use the brakes very much. Because the fronts are brand new. Right. So. But I feel like modern cars, f- from like 2000 up, a lot of them started getting into electronic brake force distribution, and the rear brakes tend to wear quicker and faster than the fronts now. And I think it's just the electronics setting up the brake bias. Interesting. And just maybe, I bet, it makes the car less divey if you send more to the rear, maybe. I don't know much about cars built after 2000, unfortunately. So. No, I, it just a, it's a common trend I see in newer cars is that the f- rear brakes will wear out faster than the fronts which seems strange because typically the fronts are supposed to do more work.
1: I often wondered if maybe the rear brakes just had less material from the get-go.
0: They usually don't. I mean, they definitely are smaller, so they definitely don't have, like, the WRX, the rear rotors are solid, so they don't have as much uh, heat elimination as the vented rotors in the front. But I don't know. I think it I think it has to do with just the way modern cars' brake bias is set up. It's more towards the rear it probably makes it them less divey and hard braking. And not even just divey, more stable in general. Yeah. So, yeah, because I figure... That's the other thing, too. Yeah, if you panic stop and you throw all the weight on the front of a vehicle with a person who's not a skilled driver, which is probably 90% of the population, you're going to spin the car around. So, if you throw more brakes at the rear, it's going to... Tr- yeah, that should work that way. It, it's gonna help keep it in line, I guess, but whatever. Kind of just
1: well, ABS is gonna do that anyway because when the ABS activates on the front, you're gonna have naturally have more braking at the rear. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So maybe that's it. Maybe it has to do with so. It's something to do with modern cars, and we're just kind of spitballing on it, and probably not true. But I should look it up, and maybe we should do a thing on that. But
1: possibly, brake technology over the years has been. A lot of there's a lot of been a lot of improvements, obviously, from you know, did we even talk about?
0: (laughs) I don't think we we did talk about the um talk we saw at Lars Anderson, yes, we did. Okay, good, yeah, because they talked about cars with like cable brakes and stuff, that's pretty wild. Um, so yeah, I had to do the front brakes on the Montero, I've got to do rear brakes on the WRX soon. I did swap out the rear struts in the WRX. Excellent. That made a huge difference. The rattling is gone because the strut is not blown anymore. Yeah, the
1: left was the left rear or the right rear? One of them was real the bad. The right
0: rear was so bad. The driver's side rear, perfect. Probably would have been fine, but I needed to keep it even, so I put two mm-hmm. used rear struts in because I didn't want to spend any money on it. And I feel like I could just keep going with these struts. I'll just find used ones or whatever and throw them in and... Or, I don't know, maybe in the spring I'll get crazy and cut some conies in, but... I have used struts in the front of the colt, the, the blue colt, so... They they work. Yeah.
1: As long as they're I not blown well, out, who cares? I might as well just
0: keep them until they puke, because they work well in the swift springs, so... Yeah, and it's the
1: same with the colt. In order to change out anything that's not a used part, I would need to build something. Yeah. So, whatever, it just
0: works. Unless I get to a point where I can't find used ones, then maybe I'll cut conies in.
1: If I could find used struts for a 78 Colt, it's going to be a long time before you can't find used WRX. Yeah, struts. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I don't know what the deal is with this particular car because I've had other GD Subarus. So my 05 STI, I've worked on a coworker's car. I did a rear strut for him. Worked on Jordan's car. Did rear struts. Helped him with it. This particular car is extremely hard to put rear struts in for some reason. I don't know why. Like other than the normal annoyance of a GD Subaru where you have to remove the rear seat to get to the upper strut mount and then for some reason like there, it's got lowering springs and you put the strut assembly up in the back and then the where it would mount to the knuckle the, that part of the strut is below the part that would mount to the knuckle so I have to get a pry bar and I put it on the suspension, and I had to use my full body weight, like I put my beer belly on it, and pushed down, and then popped the strut bolt through. So then I've got one bolt through in the bottom, and the knuckle is like tilted out, and the strut's going up where it needs to go in the body. And then the rear of the Subaru has a multi-link, so it's got these four links that come off the center subframe, and then this giant center bolt that's at the bottom of the knuckle, with a nineteen, it's a nineteen millimeter head on it. I could actually take a breaker bar and a nineteen millimeter socket and s- turn it up, and then put the upper bolt in. So I feel like that bolt's probably like seized up or something. It doesn't seem like the car has enough droop travel, because hmm. even if I disconnected the sway bar, it wouldn't droop enough. Like I wasn't fighting anything but the tension in the suspension. Arms. It was. It's super weird. I don't know why. I know how to work around it now, but it's like oddly hard. It's strange that only your car would do
1: that. The other ones that you've worked on have not.
0: And you would think that if I was using a lifted spring or a stock spring, it would be too tall. This is a so, shorter yeah, spring. the lowering
1: spring would already naturally have more room to go down because it's already lowered.
0: Yeah, it would be. The entire assembly should be shorter. I do run a saggy butt shim, but it it's not that big of a butt shim. I don't know. It's super weird. I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't think I've ever helped you work on any of those particular strut jobs, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's,
0: t- it's always a single-person job, and this one's almost a two-person job until I figured out how to do it myself. But it's still, it was like, at the end of it, I was like pouring sweat, and it took me like an hour and a half to do both of them. Because that's, the that's the other crazy thing, right? There's not that much tension on these lowering springs, There's so little tension that when you take it out of the car, you actually don't need a spring compressor to undo the top mount. Like, Mm -hmm. you can move the spring around, like, I can compress it with my hands, and it's loose enough that you just undo it, and it comes right off without springing off. So, it's crazy. I I don't know. It's super weird.
1: Doesn't seem to affect the car negatively while driving, so... No, it
0: drives perfectly fine now.
1: Yeah.
0: But... Uh, I also picked up. I'm not sure sure if we talked about it on the podcast the front cross member, which is basically the engine cradle. Where, on the passenger side, where the sway bar bolts to it, is pretty rotted. Like it's like a sheet metal kind of a U shape that's welded to the cross member. So it's not very thick sheet metal, and basically where it's rotted, uh, basically where it's welded in, it must have collected salt and snow and dirt or whatever, and it just rotted out. So my fear was that going around a corner it would flex the sway bar and just break them, and would just break, and then the sway bar would be loose in the mount.
1: Yeah, that'd be an annoying noise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the actual I mean, the cross member itself is solid, but it's where the sway bar mounts is rotted, and it it will probably be fine for a long time. I think it's common, but it bugs me.
1: Common on like E thirty six BMWs as well. The sway bar mounts rust out of those as well.
0: They, well, the rears, the subframes can tear out of the cars.
1: In the BMWs? E36, yeah. yeah. No, but the front ones do, too, because I did a, did a couple of them hmm. at work. We welded in new um, sway bar sway bar mount pl- plates or whatever it is. Yeah. Where the sway bar
0: mounts. You can tear the rear sway bar mounts on a WRX pretty easily. And one is actually one of the bolts is broken in mine, and I'm going to get some new ones mm-hmm. so I can put a, a 20 mil bar in there instead of the 17 mm-hmm. that it came with. As the earlier car has got a 20 mil bar. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to... I ended up buying a used crossmember in a it's couple weeks still. here. Yeah, it must have come from California. I think it did uh, from the return address. It looks brand new. It needs some hardware that it didn't come with. So i got to order up all the hardware for it. The steering rack has to be dropped. So I'm going to put some white line polyurethane bushings in for the steering rack. Uh previous owner that we're friends with said the steering rack's pretty new so that's cool. I know the steering rack lines. I remember lines, him changing that fairly yeah, close to the end of his ownership. Yeah, and he spent money on new OEM steering lines which mm-hmm. is cool so that stuff should be, all be good to go. He put group N engine mounts and a pitch mount so all that can be reused because mm-hmm. all that's going to have to uh, be unbolted but I don't have to buy them or change them which is cool. And a lot of the bolts and hardware are available so, I'm going to order all that stuff up. Oh, he also had, he gave me, there was a recall on these WRXs. They had the stamped steel lower control arms would rot out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A uh, theme here.
1: And the. It's not just a Subaru theme here, That's an everything theme here. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't realize this because I had originally had an 05 STI that had aluminum lower control arms. So, I never. I thought all WRXs got alu- aluminum lower control arms, but they did not. The ones you have now, though, are. He gave me a set of STI factory aluminum lower control arms to replace the rusty ones. They're not rotted; they're they're just a little rusty. Mm-hmm. His car actually went in for the recall; it passed the recall at the time, but he bought them anyway. So it's got it's going to get brand new lower control arms. Did
1: the recall cars get aluminum ones or just new steel ones? New steel ones. Okay.
0: So he bought brand new aluminum ones that are complete. Uh, so we're going to put those in. Uh, I also have to drop the sway bar, so while I'm in there, I will buy a White Line 24 mil sway bars. So okay. you can actually run a fatter sway bar in the front of Subarus. Helps with the camber curve, because you know as you go into a corner, the outside wheel wants to push to positive mm-hmm. as the car rolls. So if you can keep the car from rolling as much as possible, you won't lose as much negative camber in the front wheels.
1: To have more contact
0: patch. Yeah. So and you can run a on a WRX so it's crazy on the STI I actually went back and looked in old emails just to confirm. I had a twenty seven millimeter front sway bar on the STI. That's pretty big. It's massive. Yeah. And you could and with a twenty millimeter rear bar and you could run that because the STI had the magic diffs and it would transfer power and it would be okay with the grip levels changing and the but on a WRX it's just got viscous diffs, so you can't do that. So twenty four is about as big as you can go with the 20 in the back. <clears throat> of course, I'll get the good mounts so the, the rear doesn't rip out.
1: I'm glad you have not only decided to fix the car, but you decided to go ahead and make the car that much better overall, because you were kind of going back and forth about not even bothering fixing it.
0: It's going to be a really fun... It's still... It, it is a really fun daily driver. It's a fun
1: daily driver, and that's what I was trying but to But I'm to just
0: going to do about. a couple minor things to it that makes it more fun without going crazy.
1: No, this isn't crazy, this is just...
0: Sway bars make cars really fun. Yes. If you haven't done that, because you can make the roll stiffer without making the ride crappier.
1: And as car enthusiasts and driving enthusiasts, a car that's set up to be slightly more tail-happy is always more fun than a car that's going to push everywhere. Yeah, that... So that's the biggest thing about any sway bars is most factory cars, obviously, as we all know, are set to push for... General driving public safety.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my STI used to oversteer a lot,
1: mm-hmm. and your SI did too. Yeah, your SI had a real big lift-off throttle oversteer problem. I well, not a problem, but
0: that car had a uh, Integra Type R rear sway bar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which it, actually
1: that sway bar we threw away the other day, yeah, was actually the factory SI rear bar.
0: When did we throw it away,
1: like last week when we were putting things in the garage. Oh, because I gave it to you, dragging that thing around for years. Because we originally were going to try to retrofit it into the Mirage, if you don't remember.
0: Yeah, because people have done that. Yeah, it was a common the, swap. Because the suspension geometry and the setup is almost identical. It's yep. really weird.
1: But we never did it, and I've been tired of dragging it from rented garage to rented garage, so we threw it in the middle pile the other day. Yeah. And I'll probably find a cheap Mirage next week or something. I mean... God damn
0: it. <laughs> whatever. Uh, so pretty much, yeah, the car is just going to be a, a really quick road car. A uh, backyard, a uh, backyard, a uh, back road bruiser.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mountain car.
0: Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, if the paint gets chipped up, no big deal. If you go down some dirt roads, no big deal. Just enjoy it and drive it. Going to do the Winter Challenge Rally with it this year.
1: Excellent. Oh, am I doing that with you this year?
0: Uh, yeah, I need a co-driver. All right, excellent. Planned. Um, we're supposed to get a math lesson from the iron oxide crew. Excellent. Because apparently they're decent at TSDs now. So we
1: need a light bar, too. We need some big fog lights.
0: I'll figure out something. We'll build something. Yeah. It needs a couple extra lights. And, you can uh, only run two, so... Yeah. It needs upgraded headlight bulbs, too. Mm-hmm. That was a funny thing, too. I put new headlights in it the other day, but I never aimed one of them. So I lined it up with the board. We have a board at work. So I pulled it up. The driver's side was lined up. The passenger side was, like, pointed to the sky. Because I was driving the car, and I was like, I can't see at night. Like, man, my eyes are getting bad. So I I turn the light down so it lines up, and then drive it home, and I was like, oh, I can see now. Way like, better. Literally just having two lights versus one.
1: Also very important now that daylight savings time has happened, and it's like dark at 4.30. Yeah. So The only
0: thing that's a bummer is the fog lights. I tried to adjust them, because they're kind of pointing down. They're frozen. They're frozen. Yeah free them up.
1: No, we'll just mount bigger spotlights on it, not even worry about the factory fog lights. Well,
0: no, I like the factory fog lights, because when you can aim them up correctly, they provide a nice... Because I have yellow bulbs in there, they mm-hmm. fill in under the headlights. Especially with
1: especially yellow bulbs in the snow.
0: I like running yellow bulbs just at night, even even or in the rain. Yeah. It helps I'd actually with, like to
1: change the factory fogs in my truck to yellows, just because.
0: I feel reason. like it helps with uh, definition. It definitely does. Yeah. For whatever reason, your eyes pick up that yellow light better. But anyway, that's pretty much all I have for Project Car Updates.
1: So my Project Car Updates are very simple. Yep. Things were
0: parked. Well, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. I have a slight brake issue, too, that needs to be repaired. I think you probably remember looking at the Sapporo brakes before we oh, yeah, went yeah. to Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. and they that's were like probably about two millimeters as well, maybe even a little
0: less. It was like eh, questionable, but
1: we you did it anyways. I did it because I didn't time up of brakes on it, and then my plan was to do them in the spring.
0: You're definitely going to do them in the spring. That was the plan.
1: Now I definitely have to do them in the spring.
0: Well, I wasn't going to let, let you not do them in the spring. So. Well, they have to be done in the spring. I was planning on doing them in the spring anyway, but
1: on the last trip I took with it... um
0: they start making noise?
1: Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah, they made a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, I may have actually popped a pad out.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So, thankfully I was on the way to the garage to put it away. So...
0: You know, I I can, I can tease you about it, but we did drive the Galant 2,000 miles on seized rear rotors. Yes. So, and but we were fine.
1: <laughs> whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, I looked up calipers. They're still available on Rock Auto, so I'll order some over the winter. So, at springtime, we'll be able to slap them back on. I don't want to order them right now because I don't want to chance them being wrong and then not doing them for four months and not being able to return them. Exactly. So, I'm going to hold off on ordering them. Yeah.
0: I had to get my front calipers for the Montero from Rock I'm going to return the cores.
1: Yeah. It's only an $8 core, so I might not I might not return them.
0: These are like 25 so I'm going to return them.
1: Well, I figure it's not getting it's not getting any easier to get Sapporo parts. So if I keep them as spares and have them rebuilt as needed, it might not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that got put away. The Blue Colt got put away. And just in the nick of time, because there was salt on the road today, actually, in a couple of spots, where there were slippery spots this morning. Um, no other updates, I don't think. Thinking back, no, I haven't done much. Got the, I changed the oil in the pickup truck. Yeah. But that's not really a, that's just maintenance on the daily driver.
0: I still have to do the timing belt and the water and the uh, water pump and the oil pan on the WRX. I,
1: w- I do need a hand getting the Raider moved at some point soon. We talk about it all the time, but now it's getting to be winter time, and I need a second set of hands to help move it because it's stuck mm. where it is, so... It's all fixed. I just got to register it and fix that starter issue, so we need to do that. It's all
0: fixed. just got to fix that starter issue. Well, as as broken
1: things go in my life, it's not very broken. Just a little broken. Hmm. Just once (laughs) tired. But yeah, no, no project car updates for me. Um, House updates have been dominating my life, so no car updates, unfortunately. Nothing good to talk about as far as that goes. How's that beer, Andrew? This beer is good. It's local brewery, Ipswich Ipswich Ale. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, I'm sure it's released because of the movie uh, that recently came out, Bohemian Rhapsody, which we actually saw last week. Uh, it's awesome. It's a great movie. Don't listen to critics. Yeah. I heard critics panned it, yeah, but well, it doesn't crit- matter. Critics panned the album Bohemian Rhapsody back in the day, too. And yeah. It, look at it now. So. Uh, but anyway, the Ipswich Ale is called Bohemian Raspberry and has a drawing of Freddie Mercury on the front of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's a sour. It's a raspberry kettle sour. Mm-hmm. Brewed in historic is Pooch Mass. Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't
1: know. I haven't tried it yet. I'm still drinking my watchers at Wally because I went a lot slower than you did upstairs while eating dinner because I have to drive home so I can't have a lot of beer. Yeah. And this is your home so you're stuck here. I am. <laughs> Uh, what else are we talk about tonight, Andrew? I don't know. Now that I don't have any project car updates. Uh, scale project car updates. There's more new Hot Wheels cars out. I haven't built anything, but for those who care about Hot Wheels cars, you were chasing some. I was chasing some. Yeah, the uh, Forza Retro Entertainment Series, or Entertainment Series, whatever they call it. The Forza cars. They have a new casting of a Nissan Silvia S15, mm-hmm. which is really fancy and really nice. And uh, BMW 2002 in the Factory 2002 Turbo Livery. So those are both pretty cool. That I does managed, sound cool. I managed to find a Sylvia extra one for you, but I forgot it at my house. Sorry. But Fair I'll get it to you eventually. So that's cool. No good scale project car updates either. I've no. done a lump. <laughs> that's also a down date. I've been packing up scale project car stuff at the house so I can
0: change living situations. But Did you bring your phone down here? I did. Why? Because uh, if we go to questions, I forgot my phone. So Oh, Excellent. I've got the ones from Facebook. Give me a second and I'll pull up the Instagram. We can go right into the... the, There's only three Facebook questions. Yeah, start with
1: those while I pull it up. All
0: right. So, Tony Pascarella got those snows on? Yes.
1: Yes, that's your father, obviously.
0: (laughs) Jeremy Nutt, how do you know if you have too many cars? What signs should we look for within ourselves? This is a reflective question.
1: Uh, I'm going to come out and just say that
0: I don't know. You don't know how many cars you have? Too many cars. Did you say
1: I don't know how many cars I have?
0: You're no, no. right. Sometimes I don't. But actually, you know what?
1: That's a good sign that you have too many cars. Yeah. If you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have, you probably have too many cars.
0: Yeah. I can't keep track how many you have. So I know I can't. Um, I've got four, personally. Five with Stephanie's cars. That's not that bad. Um, I don't know. I don't, I guess you can't have too many if you've got the space and the time and the money for it. What
1: if you don't have any of those things, but you continue to buy cars?
0: Uh, then that's probably a problem.
1: I found my number then. It's less than the number I have now, which is a number I can't tell you because I don't really even know which is sign number two. I have two out of however many signs there are going to be already. Oh, basically, if you become me, you've gone too far.
0: I mean, I'm lucky that we have a two-car garage at this house, so at least two of the cars can stay inside all the time. I wish the other three cars could stay inside all the time, too, when they're not being used. I have
1: indoor storage for four cars, five Mm -hmm. cars, five Mm -hmm. cars, five indoor cars, Mm -hmm. and it's not enough.
0: Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing with keeping a car nice is being able to store it inside. It definitely hurts a car when it has to sit outside. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it kills me that I'll leave the Montero outside all winter. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to have to go spray some oil underneath it. Get a giant cover for it. Yeah. and leave the battery tenderoni on it.
1: I need, like, 11 of those.
0: You can buy them in banks of, like... Four. Four? Yeah. Which is perfect, because one of my garages is four
1: cars. so will yeah. right in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm. Because... That's the other thing. When you have that many cars, if you don't keep the batteries topped up yeah. over the winter...
1: It's 150 bucks a battery now. Yeah. So they get expensive it's, real quick.
0: So the $35 battery tender, or $40 battery tender, or how much it costs now... It is goes worth, a long way. Yeah, it goes a long way. I've, I've kept the battery... So the Talon sat for like four or five years. The battery in that car is like seven or eight years old, but it's always been on a battery tender. So it's never... Been, it's never gone dead, mm-hmm. and that's a huge thing. If you can keep a battery from never going dead, it never goes dead. Well, it lasts a lot it lasts longer. A long time, Yeah. Because once you start killing a battery and trying to bring it back, they're not really meant. A, a traditional lead acid battery is not meant to be to cycle back. that far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll. Recently, my father had to put a battery in his 1980 Corvette, and I remember being how old was that battery. I remember being surprised that the battery was like. I'll probably get it wrong, but it was was more than 10 years old. It was like an 11- or 12-year-old battery. Yeah. And it was functioning perfectly in a car that's driven sparingly. Yeah. It really shocked me. But he's very particular with batteries, is he always unplugs them from the car. Yep. So he has a battery disconnect switch on every single car. So it does a couple of things. A, if there's any kind of draw in the car, it won't run the battery down. And B, if there's ever any kind of electrical issue with the car, the chances of a fire are... Far or less. Yeah. So that's actually a good thing to have, especially on cars that are parked in garages for long periods of time.
0: hmm
1: So my cars that are parked all winter, I just disconnected the batteries on. So works the same. <laughs> yeah. But with a disconnect switch, it makes it easier to just do it quickly.
0: So I guess uh, for what signs you should look for within yourself, like are you constantly on Craigslist looking for a next project car? Before you've even finished the project car you currently have? I don't think that's a sign. It's a sign. I think that's just a curiosity. It's a sign. It's a sign you might have
1: a problem. If that's a sign, then everybody I know who's into cars, even the least bit, has that problem. Because we're all always in Craigs- Craigslist. Yeah, cars, and yeah, dreaming yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean we're considering buying it. We're just dreaming of the next thing. I think the problem becomes when you find that $800 car while looking up, you know, casual candidates for your Craig, Craig, don't tell me podcast game. And you're like, Ooh, I kind of want that car now. And then you consider buying it and you think of ways to get that extra 800 bucks box to buy it.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I lately I'm like, no, you should just stick with the cars you have at least complete them. Yeah. And if you don't want them, get rid of them.
1: I think a lot of the problem comes in my life with, it's not so much that I seek out cars, it's cars find me.
0: That might also be a problem. Yeah,
1: so people know that you're into these things. Or you're the, the guy that wants
0: the old Colts. Right.
1: This car is either gonna go to the junkyard or I'm gonna give it to Brad. So that's where my yeah. problem lies. So it's not just Colts, it's a lot I of know. old cars, but I've turned down like in the past like six months, a lot of cheap to re- really cheap to free cars. Just okay. because I can't
0: weird flex, but okay
1: <laughs> uh if you haven't noticed, Andrew just learned this new internet term I did uh, the other day I did by listening to reply all
0: I did I'm such an edge lord yeah another another term he just, another term he just
1: learned yes, both of which I'm happy to say I already knew, or I'm happy to say I already knew, but I already knew
0: all right, uh next question from Jeremy Nutt, Cyber Monday is around the corner. What good deals should we watch out for and where? Uh how the hell do I know? <laughs> well, I know last year I got that Ryobi impact gun. Okay. At Home Depot for like ninety dollars. Yeah,
1: I would say obviously tools are probably yeah, the best thing to Yeah, Definitely
0: tools. Like look out for like electric impact guns that are cheap.
1: Actually I bought a shop back on a on a Black Friday, I think, for like thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So that's pretty good.
0: So anywhere that's selling tools probably yeah. Cheap because you never know when you need parts
1: and also ignore black Friday and just go to cyber Monday just because
0: just buy stuff online.
1: Yeah. It's way easier. It's way easier. Also go to work on Friday. It's not a holiday. Uh, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying that cause I'm salty cause so I have to go to work on Friday. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. All right. What do you get for uh, Instagram questions?
1: All right. So the first comment not really a question. It's yeah. from uh angry bird GTI. Okay. Who is our former Massachusetts resident who now lives in Phoenix wrong. it's just in uh, reference to you putting cars away. He says, boost weather is upon us in Phoenix, which makes me upset because my plan is also to move there. And I was hoping to do it before this winter happened, and I didn't. So there's... while I'm putting my car away, he's driving his car in the nice, cool Phoenix weather.
0: I feel like there's a whole lot of time where there's not boost weather in Phoenix, though.
1: You know what, though? It's not as bad as like Florida because it's not sticky. Mm. So... Right. Well... But it is hot. Anyway, um, Dexter VW says something very similar to what uh, Jeremy said on Facebook. Uh, why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. Why can't we just be happy with the latest Toyo whatever toaster model in tan? Why not just one? And finally, how many is too many? <laughs> so it's kind of the same question. And to his credit, he didn't probably read it on Facebook, so he didn't know. So
0: When i am been fixing my daily driver a lot... Uh, yes, the appeal of a tan cam mm-hmm. is like, why don't I just do this? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, when
1: you've been fixing your daily driver a lot, as your friend who talks to you every day over the internet or in person, uh, I also wish you drove a tan camry because I'm tired of hearing about it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's like, I mean, then I remember that since I own the car, it doesn't cost me anything. Correct. Other than to just fix it. So that's been my point forever is
1: if my old car breaks down, worst case scenario, once every three months, and it costs me a couple hundred dollars to fix it, it's not $500 every month on a new car payment. So why drive a new car, number
0: one? Maybe. Number two, I've never done a cost-benefit analysis, actually, of whether car it's Car insurance
1: is cheaper. Excise tax is cheaper, and you can spend if you're spending five hundred dollars a month on a car to to buy a car, say say four hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. I mean it's at twelve months a year
0: this is forty eight hundred bucks yeah,
1: you're not spending forty eight hundred bucks to keep your old car running every year, and if you are, you're doing something wrong.
0: It must be a really amazing old car or a really terrible one.
1: you're right. <laughs> And if you're spending $4,800 restoring and upgrading, then yeah, I can easily see that happening. But if you're just maintaining an old car, you're not spending $4,800. Sorry. It's not happening. That's just me, though.
0: I mean, there's the convenience of not having
1: to fix it. That's also called boring.
0: If you're not into it. Yeah, I guess. So I get that.
1: So why do we do it? It's just because it's who we are. It's how we were raised. It's what we enjoy. Some people like... Obsessing over football every week. We like obsessing over cars every week. I don't know. I don't know. I often say I don't know what I would do if I wasn't into cars. Because I don't really care about the normal things in life. I just care about my old dumb cars. It makes me happy. That's why we do it, because it makes us happy. Even when it pisses us off sometimes, it makes us happy.
0: I guess I just like to mess with things. So like, uh, it needs this now, so I got to fool with this.
1: I like old cars. And I then like you feel history. good after you do it. You do feel accomplished when you fix something. Um, I like old cars. I like history in general. Um, and to me, old cars are a kind of a history I can own and I can share with others. Okay. That's kind of why I like it. All
0: right.
1: So why not just one? Because I like a lot of history. And how many is too many? I think you already answered that. The amount Brad has is too many. Mm. The amount Andrew is, has is boring on too many.
0: No. I need more.
1: You're out of space though, so you don't, so it will no. be too many.
0: I need a good sixth and seventh car.
1: Okay. I can make a great offer <laughs> make me a great deal on a few. I said a good
0: <laughs> sixth and seventh <laughs> car. Shit.
1: Alright, Yeti Overland. Um ask a question that, The Man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Ask a question that we kind of already covered unintentionally earlier in the podcast. Um, what is going to be the next fix for the WRX? Pretty sure we explained that in detail already. Yeah. Also, do the Monteros get full winter duty? What are your winter beater prep steps? Um, Andrew's, I think he says hashtag, undercoat all the things, which is definitely a very valid point. Uh, Andrew's Montero does not get full winter duty.
0: Um, I just can't bring myself to do it. It Yeah. It's, it's not rusty. I and don't want it to be rusty. Track. Yeah. I worked on it the other day, all the bolts came apart, no problem. My Montero
1: Raider is definitely not an Arizona truck, and it is no. quite rusty. No. Uh, however it does tend to seem to come apart pretty well whenever we do work on it. Yeah. Um but it has been the full winter duty vehicle in the past. Uh, but it hasn't run correctly in like god two years now. Mm-hmm. Um I would like it to become the winter beater this year. Or winter driver. Um, I keep going back and forth on the idea of selling my Silverado. And just going back to driving the it's rider. It's not like it get better mileage. No. And gas is cheaper. And gas that not a diesel. Um, and also, I'm going to be living in the same town that I'm working in very shortly. So, gas mileage is not going to be as much of an issue as oh, it is for me okay. right now. Where I'm commuting 25 miles each way. Um, so, I think that if... I can get it put back together and make up my mind of what I really want. I probably will wind up selling the Silverado and making the Raider, the daily driver again. Um, because the Silverado is reaching a point where I'm going to have to start doing some things to it as well.
0: That's the other thing I have to, I have to remember that I'm like, Oh, the WRX broke again or needs more maintenance. I do drive 500 miles a week on it. Right. So that is a lot. And it's an 04. Yeah. So it's 50, it's coming up on 15, 15 years, old. years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you drive a, to vehicles that are now 20 years old and 15 years old. Yeah. So you have to fix things.
1: My daily driver is in 05. So it's, you know, one year newer than that. And it's got 230-something thousand miles on it now. <laughs> but it's a diesel. Yeah, but the brakes aren't. <laughs> the shocks aren't. The ball Brake? joints aren't. Brakes are new. The brakes are new, yes. But it needs a few things, which I have to do. It needs a motor mount. Um, about it, actually. How's that axle seal? Needs an axle seal. Yeah, yeah. A couple of little things. I forgot about that. Actually, we should probably take care of that. Should probably check the level. Actually, grease. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> um. So, winter beater prep steps. Do you have anything special you do to your car for the winter? Yeah, I put winter tires on it. That's a good one. New, hiper, um, new wiper blades.
0: Yeah, actually, the wiper blades are in good good shape. Um. That's the other thing too. If you wash your car regularly and you wipe the wiper blades off with the wash mitt
1: yeah they last a long time they last
0: a lot longer because you're not especially
1: in New England not like you know New Mexico or Arizona
0: yeah they don't have dirt on them that's getting ground into them and the glass Mm -hmm. and it doesn't wear them down as fast so mine are actually like I definitely get more than a year out of wiper blades on a regularly used car like sometimes wiper blades you're supposed to change them like every six months or something I don't know I usually get a lot more out of them
1: I change them when they need to be changed. I don't, like, subscribe to a...
0: Yeah, but usually you'll get... You'll notice that, like, oh, I just changed them, like, six months ago or a year ago. They usually wear out, but... Yeah, mine usually last more than a year. I definitely get, like, one or two years out of them. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, but I wash them when I wash the car, Exactly. Too, you
0: know? So definitely do that. Oh, I never even thought about it. I just do it. Yeah. Top off your washer fluid.
1: Even if I'm going through, like, a like automated car wash, like a oh, touchless car wash, yeah, I, put, I turn when, on. The, when the soap comes on the windshield, yeah. I turn the wipers on. Yeah.
0: It cleans the wipers. Yeah. Um, then I guess make sure all your lights work because it's darker out earlier. Uh, of course, check your tire pressure Mm because it drops in the cold weather. I might throw, if it's going to be super cold, I'll fill up the tank and throw some dry gas in it so it doesn't freeze.
1: Okay. I've never really done that on a daily driven vehicle. I mean, on my diesel truck, I have to put additive in it so it doesn't gel up, but
0: on super, super cold days, I've had... Uh, We let Stephanie's outback run low one time, and it wouldn't start. Okay. So, because there's a bunch of empty airspace in the tank, so water... Moisture formed and froze. Hmm. Um, I'd like to try to wax everything. Before the snow hits. I just, I didn't get a chance to wax everything. I kept putting it off.
1: I think you'll still be okay. You you have an indoor garage you can use, too, at work, which helps. You can probably pull it in after work one night and
0: no place to wash stuff, though. No,
1: if you washed it down the street. Yeah. You know, and then rolled it in and threw a quick go of wax on it on a dry day or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: I've always done that when I worked in dealerships and stuff. Always pulled the car and Yeah, it. wax
0: helps because when you go to clean the car, it helps the snow slide off. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's any other, anything else, anything other than those things that I Just I do. hit the
0: touchless car wash every now and then yep. as best you can after it snows. Yep. Hopefully it's not too cold, or you don't have a bunch of snowstorms one after the other. I do like to keep a shovel in the trunk. Yep. Just because. I like those snow rakes. Mm Mm-hmm. The foam things. Yeah, they're nice. I like them better than brushes.
1: It's nicer on the paint. Yeah. They also do a better job, Mm -hmm. because they're usually generally longer and easier to reach things. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. Clear the damn snow off your roof.
1: Yeah, if you don't do that, and you listen to our podcast, we don't like you. You're a terrible person. Yeah.
0: Um... Also clear the snow off your windshield. Yes. So you don't blow out your wiper transmission. hmm And have your
1: <laughs> Yeah, make sure you turn your wipers off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't forget. You don't have to lift them like which seems to be the trendy
0: thing in the world now. Um, you can if you want. It makes you can. it cleaning makes cleaning it easier so they don't freeze to the windshield. Um but you don't you don't leave heavy
1: weight on them and don't park the car with them on because then it'll snow overnight or they'll freeze overnight and you'll Turn your car on and your wipers will automatically be on and it will just blow out the transmission. Yeah. Which is not fun. No. So, yeah, don't park with them on. That's important. All right. DexterVW asked all the questions tonight, by the way. He did? So, you know, yeah, he asked two before and two again now. Um, I don't even know how to answer these ones. All right. How many degrees away are we from Dan
0: Downey? I think zero because we've had him on the show. Um,. If it's, that's what we're going
1: with, then obviously we're zero degrees away because we yeah. you know him personally. Yeah. Um, it's, From, it's already snowed crazily where Dan Downey is. Yeah. Um, so if we're talking longitude and latitude, just enough that we haven't gotten the snow oh, yet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all
0: right. From his mustache, I'm not sure how many degrees away we not are. Not far enough. No. <laughs>
1: um, Jordan's closer in that, in that yeah, realm of things yeah. with the mustaches. Um, and then Dexter VW says, Why do I have to reinvent the wheel? I don't know. I don't understand the question. I'm sorry, sir. I don't understand the question. Please explain for next time. Yeah, and we'll answer your question.
0: I did this post at a weird time of the day because mm-hmm. I was experimenting with how stuff comes up. Didn't work very well. No, it didn't. Yeah, we didn't get much interaction. So I at won't. All. We usually get a lot more. Yeah. So I won't post it the night before. I'll post it the day of.
1: You did get a troll account telling you to DM them. I did. Yeah, I, which I deleted ignored it completely.
0: Um, I reported as spam.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sh- he's probably listening, going, Aw, "Oh, I'm not a troll account." <laughs> well, then you can DM DM us. That's true. Uh, with the project cars going away for the winter, what is one major thing you'd like to get done to your rad fleet before the next Radwood
0: Philly? This was charade, charade life, life. Yes. Uh, so a whole year from now, um, I would definitely like coilovers on the Talon, so it doesn't have that four by four ride height. Good plan. Um, that's probably, like, number one for that car, That really what it needs. I do have the intercooler, the front mount that can go in it, but that's not really a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, that's not a huge, like, issue for Radwood. That's an issue for no. general driving. I'm going to do that in
0: spring. I have all the parts. They're sitting here ready to go. Just
1: So, I have two, quote-unquote, Rad project cars. Yeah. And I'd like to get at least one of them roadworthy by next year's Radwood.
0: Yeah. The Rusty's starian
1: Yeah, the Rusty Jones starian Rusty
0: Jones Starion?
1: Yep. Uh, Rusty's is from cars. Yeah, it is. Rusty I, Jones. I realized it after yeah. I said it,
0: <laughs> Rusty Jones is the real thing. Yes.
1: Rusty Jones is the guy I didn't do anything because yeah. the car is very rusty.
0: Yeah. But we're going to call the car Rusty Jones.
1: Yes. Uh, the Rusty Jones Yeah, uh, I'd like to get done,
0: or the
1: FC Convertible RX-7. Both mm. cars. That car requires way less work. Um but it's also not a starian.
0: Why don't you put the rotary from the FC in the Starian? No. No? No. Why don't you make the into a convertible?
1: This is all terrible ideas <laughs> you're coming up with right now. <laughs> They're all bad ideas.
0: Did anybody ever do an aftermarket convertible with a starian?
1: I've never seen one. I've seen the Sapporo bodied uh, Gallant done as a, as a convertible. Weird. It looks really good, actually.
0: Yeah, it probably does. Yeah. I've never seen a
1: starian convertible, though, no. Hmm. And the RX-7 convertible is not an aftermarket conversion. It's a factory from Mazda. Well, a
0: second-gen was factory. Correct. First-gen well, That's what is I not. have as a second-gen. Yeah.
1: I have a coworker a friend that has a first-gen convertible, but that's a cut-up car.
0: Which doesn't look bad, though.
1: It looks pretty bad at to the top up.
0: Yeah, I mean, as long as you keep the top down, though. Yeah, it looks good, which, is, which is really easy to do, because the top isn't tatters. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it
1: looks good with the top down, for sure. Uh, no, but the FC convertible was engineered as a convertible, so it's actually... Stiffer, very stiff car. Surprisingly,
0: like a, like a C5 was engineered as a convertible. Yeah,
1: it's it doesn't. There's not a lot of cowl shake in the car.
0: There's more than the coupe,
1: but there's less than say a Miata, which is also an engineered convertible.
0: But Miatas have a first gens have a ton of cowl shake. Mm-hmm. Or the, at least early cars do.
1: The RX7 is a surprisingly tight car in a convertible. Um, I would actually recommend one to a lot of people looking for like an 80s 90s sports GT car because they're very comfortable. They're not super stiff. And uh, they're just good highway cars, good long-distance cars.
0: Yeah.
1: Um But yeah, I'd like to finish at least one of those by next year, if not both. Um, the plan is to make the Snarion drive and have solid floors and no rustles, but not necessarily be pretty. You know, probably not paint it, just have patch panels and replacement parts in different colors and just drive the friggin' wheels off of it. You like the aesthetic. It. Yeah. <laughs> have the beater aesthetic on it, um, but and the plan with the RX-7 is to fix the light like, crash damage in the front and make it real nice because the car is a '90 with
0: 36,000 original miles, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it should be nice. Oh, and speaking of Redwood, we will be in LA. Yes, we won't have cars there, but we'll be there hanging no. out. Yep, uh, we'll have some stickers on us. So if you find mm-hmm. us, I'm not going to say what we're going to be wearing. It'll just be a surprise. Do you know what you're wearing? I know what I'm wearing. Okay. I know you don't know what you're wearing. I do know what I'm wearing. Oh, you do? I do, All right. yes. We're, we're I mean, a- I have a general
1: idea of what I'm wearing. I don't have the actual outfit yet, but I'm yeah. working on it currently. Since
0: we can't bring cars, we're bringing our outfit game.
1: And don't give them too much of a false hope, because I'm not going that crazy.
0: I feel like you are. You you no, better. I'm not. It's not like a costume, but you definitely got to do up your outfit. If you're not bringing a car, you got to do a really crazy outfit. Nope. No, hundred percent. That's the it'll deal. Be, it'll
1: be obviously a radwood era. Yeah, but it's not going to be something I'm uncomfortable wearing.
0: No, it's not going to be like a loud thing. It'll definitely you'll be. It'll be like a. Whole, it's a whole thing though. It's more than just a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay, then that's fine. You don't have to wear like an entire neon leisure suit. Okay. But there's no neon involved because the nineties. Yeah, you went like muted browns. I'm going full. Like, um, grunge era. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. As long as it's, like, full commitment to the outfit. Well, Naomi is coming as well.
1: Okay. And she's also going full grunge era. Okay. So we'll be a full, like, commitment to the matched outfit of, like, both grunge era, like, high school kids. Okay. So. All right. And she already has her outfit, and it's epic.
0: All right. Good. All right, so that's a, that's a, that's the thing. I think if you don't bring a car, you should at least come with a a good outfit. Okay. Or bring both, ideally. But yeah,
1: ideally, but we don't have cars in California. No, at the moment.
0: But that's the other thing. If even if you're there's plenty of spectator tickets, I guess. So, mm-hmm. even if you're not that into the cars, come dress up because there's a bunch of people that are into dressing up. We've been promised
1: a lot of crazy stuff at the show, so.
0: Yeah. I'm and more- it's at the Peterson. Yeah.
1: And it's in downtown LA, so it doesn't matter what you wear. You're going to fit in, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, you won't look that out of place. So, but anyway.
1: The 30 year cycle is true. It is.
0: Uh, quick show note. So, next week is Thanksgiving. It is. Uh, we're going to take a break next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Cause you're
1: going to be somewhere. I'll be somewhere.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back the week afterwards. Uh, don't uh, feel bad. We've, we'll have some cool content to post in the meantime. Of course. But, um, yeah. I think that pretty much uh, does it. You're not know, going to do a Greg, Greg, Don't Tell Me tonight? Oh! We do have time. It's
1: not that late. We've been been talking here for about 35-40 minutes, I think, right?
0: Oh, good, good, good. And do, I have uh, a bunch
1: of Greg, Greg, Don't Tell Me for
0: you. I was about to wrap it up, and you reminded me. Oh, so, it's not all time right. yet, sir. All right. We'll switch off. So I'll start one, then you can do one... I think this one will be pretty easy. Uh, it's a really cool-looking car. and obviously a Colt, then. I would drive it. It's it not is, a Colt. It is definitely not a Colt. <laughs> um, it's, uh, so this is a rare blank, two-door hardtop, mild custom, completely running and driving car, LS engine, foil disc brakes, posi-traction, full air suspension. This is a very drivable project car. You can get in and enjoy as is, Sitting on a stretched 95 Caprice chassis. Uh, LS1 automatic transmission from 2001 Pontiac Trans Am.
1: Is it like a 50 Ford?
0: No. It's in the family. 50 Mercury? Nope. In the GM family.
1: Well, then Ford is certainly not in the GM family.
0: Well, I I thought you would get that if I said in the family of the... the I'll part, tell about the my part first, that's made my from. my first guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's like a 53 Bel Air. Upmarket. 53 Pontiac. Nope. How far am I off in the year?
0: You're very close in the year.
1: All right. So it's a 55 Cadillac.
0: You've got the right brand.
1: Oh, damn it. it. I'm it's not, not going to get the year because there's no, there's no yeah. big clues. It's
0: a 50 Cadillac Series 62 two-door. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty. It's real pretty. Like like that's I'm showing you a picture. Seventeen five. Yeah. Oh, this wow. isn't Phoenix. Phoenix cars are I went I looked at Phoenix Craigslist. Phoenix cars are kinda cheap. Yeah, they're real cheap.
1: That car is for a seventeen five to me all day long.
0: That's like a nice driver. I would definitely drive that. Like because of all the modern powertrain underneath it. Yeah. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, I I want that car. Um all right, my turn for you. Sir. Okay. I'm not sure I like this new platform we're going to go with anyway. All right. Um, So this is a blank blank. Yeah. 99% rust free underneath. Okay. Which means it's not at all. No. Um, (laughs) 9,500.
0: It's a large 1% of rust.
1: 9,500 or best offer. Okay. So unlike yours, this one has a lot of information. So buckle up. Okay. Blank, 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 blank. It is a strong running and fine driving car that I am willing to sell for what I consider a very cheap price. This is a decent surviving blank blank with very little decay anywhere that the typical prog- problem areas these cars suffer. Okay. The typical areas that don't have problems, though, are probably terrible.
0: Um, no clues yet. So also
1: it has the more desirable taller hood scoop. Okay. Cars built on a clean chassis and is painted hot rod matte black over its original bodywork. We have videos of the car running and more pics that Craig doesn't provide enough room for, for a serious buyer. I assume Craig is the Craig in Craig's List. Oh. Yes. He's being very personal here. He's very upset that Craig doesn't give him more space. Actual guy, Craig. Um, We have tested with a light magnet sticking down on the lower panels and us tapping on the panels and indicating that they're all metal it is a very it is the very minimum 95% rust free all original well, now we're going to 95%. Oh yeah, we found 4 more percent before he's out of the before out of the ad. We're going to use this car for a big engine G machine build with a full upper tube chassis and purchase this car after looking at dozens. It was described as a Southern car and looking at the bottom of the panels, we believe it. This is it a GTO? No. You're already in the right family though. There are only two spots where someone has tried to patch underneath the sides. Of the rear seats and other very minor other other very minor other issues the Monte Carlo no we are going to reinforce and gusset these areas anyway for cage attachment points so it wasn't a big deal to us and it could easily be dealt with compared to other basket cases that it is too far gone everywhere
0: 1st and firebird
1: right car wrong era Every tutorial or video informing buyers where to look for red flags in these cars have appeared online in recent years, indicating this car has a solid surviving chassis. And this is confirmed by a person, not named this time, who has owned dozens of these cars. Uh, I'm going to skip like six paragraphs. So it's a
0: second-gen Trans Am. It is, yes. Is it a Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am? It might have been at
1: one point, but now it's Hot Rod Flat Black, so I couldn't tell you. It is a 79-400 W-72. is my inkling. I
0: should have won the second.
1: Uh, Trans Am.
0: Second gen Trans Ams are definitely more popular than first gens. I, I don't see many first gens out.
1: So, Turbo 350 transmission functions mm-hmm. as it should. Yeah. And appears to have modifications as well as a stall speed. Hyphen. We have pictures of this. This is the best ad I've found in a long time. Pictures of what? How do you have pictures of a stall speed?
0: Maybe it's inside of the transmission? I don't know. I don't know. Pictures of the modifications. All
1: anyway, right. it's it's quite an ad.
0: $9,500?
1: Yeah, it's not a bad price, actually, for what it is. It seems pretty cheap. It's not a manual car, though. Yeah. And as you know, a 79 Fiber is good for really one thing. Burnouts? Big, smoky burnouts. All right. Yeah, and I want a stick car.
0: All right. My turn. I think this one will be pretty easy. Newly, I'm glad you got that one. That newly rebuilt eighteen thirty five engine. It's a Volkswagen. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. New new rebuilt carburetors, fiberglass front and rear, <laughs> yeah, front and rear cage all done. cages. Yeah. yeah. Nice wheels, good tires, lots of lights, front and rear. It's a Baja. It is a Baja. sixty nine yeah. Baja. Forty two fifty.
1: In Phoenix. That is my new daily driver when I move.
0: Yeah. I mean it's got a flat. I should four. Just sell everything. You know, just not bring you anything should. with me. Yeah, that was a neat one. That's pretty cool. All yeah, right, that was too easy. What do you got for me? All right. Uh, well, I had to roll it back, because last time you complained how hard it was. Yeah, well, last time it was impossible. Car with wheels. What is it, Brad? <laughs> okay, this is
1: $20,999. Um, It has no windows, no interior.
0: What is it, a submarine? No,
1: <laughs> No lights, no chrome. Oh, I did give an indication of error. No, anything. One of 29 made, according to the Marty report. Black on black. Rust all repaired. Just needs to be painted and put back together. Car bought without motor. Okay, now there are no uh, commas in this sentence. Can be bought without motor tyranny exhaust setup. All right. (laughs) T-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. 428 Motor and C6 Tranny! Exclamation point. It is all together and ready to go right in this and run like crazy unless you want to clean it up some first? It was all rebuilt five years ago?
0: It's one of of 29?
1: According to the Marty Report. What is the Marty Report? I don't know. Maybe Craig's brother. I don't know. (laughs) Where are we going, Marty? <laughs> Have pretty much most most for it, but would pretty much... Hold on. Have pretty much most for it, but would pretty much need interior stuff recovered and gone over.
0: Some weird kid car? Mm, that's
1: 1029, 429, C6, tyranny again. It's spelled tyranny again. <laughs> this Is a Cobra? Nope. Missing rear back interior corner panels and trap door to trunk. No dash pads, no bumpers,
0: no headliner,
1: but I do have the roof bows for the headliner and insulation pad. Has the fold-down has the fold down seat option and got it. Has a great body and panels, as mostly look newly replaced. All nice, straight, and no Bondo now, period. That I know of, period. I don't know. Well, you're in the right family. With the Cobra. What other, what else would have a 428 and a C6 Tyranny?
0: Oh, is it like a the Fastback Mustang? Like, it, is it is. Like a 69?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it to you. It's a 70. All right. the yeah. a Boss.
0: 70 Mustang, 428 Fastback. One of 29! Exclamation point. Oh, probably one of 29 with those options.
1: I'm sure it's one of 29 in black with no glass. And a, and a tyranny.
0: What do you mean, like... Tyranny. Like, it's being... Like, he... Restored it and took all the glass out. Is that why it says no glass? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's clearly a project car. This is in Tennessee, which probably has a lot to do with the spelling errors. i um, sorry to our Tennessee listeners. All right. <laughs> Have all the glass. Driver's seat is ripped. But I think the rest was okay. All right.
0: Here, I got another one for
1: you. Okay, it says there were only 29 428s made to an automatic.
0: All right. This thing's going for $25,000, which I think is a little overpriced. We'll see if you can guess it. How much money was it? $25,000. Okay. Selling my all-stock blank, 4x4, in stunning blue and gray interior. I've had this truck for five years. Brand new paint, brand new interior, including upholstery, blah, blah, blah. Brand new aluminum radiator, radiator clutch. Hundred eighty-nine thousand original miles. It has the four-point-two-liter inline-six and manual transmission. So it's a Jeep. Nope. International. Nope.
1: Four-point-two-liter inline-six. Yep. It's
0: a Bronco. Nope. Oh, I gotta slow down. It's the factory AM/FM blank radio with additional factory cassette, but they are not currently connected. The truck also has AC. Delco radio. Truck is not lifted, comes with factory wheels, beautiful truck collector, due to being 35 years old, selling as-is without any warranties. Currently has blah-blah-blah, historic insurance. Local sale only, no long-distance sale, no wire transfers, no PayPal, no money orders. Not interested in trades and services.
1: Did you say if it was like a pickup truck or an SUV in the beginning? I didn't remember. The 4x4. Four four. Okay. So it could be like a 72 F100.
0: No. It's not domestic. With a 4.2 liter inline six? That's what it says in the ad. So it's an FJ? It is.
1: FJ 60. It's an
0: FJ 60. Yeah. It's an 83 FJ 60.
1: I didn't know that motors were that big. It's
0: it's pretty. How much is that car?
1: 25 grand? 25 grand is too yeah. much, though. It's too that's, much for that
0: car. That's what they're
1: going for. Really?
0: Yeah. Excuse that seems me. overpriced.
1: Is that in Phoenix? That's in Phoenix. That's oh,
0: overpriced for Phoenix. That seems extremely expensive. All right. This is one of my
1: favorite ones. Okay. Um, This is a blank, blank double overhead cam. uh, $4,600. New top of the line parts Skunk 2, Megan, Cooper, etc., etc. Five speed with 93,000 miles, not rebuilt. Too much to list. No eBay junk except for the Skunk 2, Megan. Other parts.
0: No, those are good stuff. Skunk two is very good stuff.
1: Alright, fine. No eBay junk. Three thousand miles since restoration. This thing is sweet. Paint is nice. Integra G S R? No, right family though. All new gaskets and seals. Engine and transit ninety three OBD. Nicest one you'll find. No trades, no dreamers or looky lose.
0: The GSR swapped civic.
1: Forty six hundred dollars. I won't take no less. Yeah, it is. It's actually really pretty. It's a ninety four Civic Coupe. Yeah. In um, a factory yellow. Oh. On like EM1 SI wheels. Yep. It's really pretty. It is.
0: That's worth four grand all day long. All right. All right. I think we should have one more.
1: All right. I think we should call it a day because it's too many.
0: All right. Then let me do this one because I think this one's cooler. All right. Car was. Car, all right. <clears throat> Sorry. Let me start over. Car was shipped to England for top notch, fully documented, two year restoration, finished in '09. 99 plus point at JCNA concourse. One of only 376 built for export market, true investment grade collectible been stored in climate control garage, blah, blah, blah. With only 376 made export. This is a truly rare opportunity. How many were made? 376.
1: Is there a price tag? $124,000.
0: Jesus. Jesus.
1: JCNA? Like Japanese classic? I don't know.
0: JCNA Concourse. Whatever that is. 99 points. It's too cheap to be a 2000 GT.
1: I'm going to say that JCNA must mean Japanese.
0: No, no, the key was shipped to England.
1: Yeah, but there could be a specialist for something in England. JC. Oh, it's a Jensen.
0: No, no,
1: not Jensen. Jaguar cars. Jaguar cars. North America. It's a Jaguar. Mm-hmm. It's an E-type coupe.
0: No, it's older. XK120.
1: Too That's, cheap. Too cheap. E- Too cheap. E- yeah. Um, it's older than that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a Jaguar. Yeah. Like an old Vandenpla or a. um. Sedan, The Jaguar sedan, the saloon, what do they call that thing? It's like a 3,000 saloon or something they call it, No,
0: It looks, it's post-war, but looks like it's out of the 30s.
1: I don't know Jaguar names from that era. Yeah,
0: I've never seen one before. It's a Mark IV drophead coupe.
1: Okay, yeah, I know the car. That's pretty.
0: But, I mean, I was like, wow, that's pretty expensive to be on Craigslist for... Yeah, it who's is. gonna find that on Craigslist and but yeah, that's what I was looking for, <laughs> and I've got 125 grand to spend on it. But
1: first, let me sell my 82 Chevy pickup. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which, my last one tonight is the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, this comes from um, Kentucky. It is the auto off-topic approved price, eight hundred dollars of eight hundred dollars. <laughs>